music in my house and I just begin to sing out. Even without music, I just begin to sing out. And the life of God that's inside of me, the life of God that is inside of me, expels all darkness, all fear. And that praise, our praise is a weapon. Our love relationship with Him, it's a weapon against the kingdom of darkness. And it cannot survive, cannot survive in His presence.
testimony. You are a weapon. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Jesus! Stop. 
your sound, not through just one person, Lord, but through all of us in unity, one sound, one voice, power and unity. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We love you, God. We bless you, Lord. We love you, God. We love you, God. You're so good, Lord. You're so good, God. You're so good.
May your spirit of holiness, Lord. May your spirit of holiness, Lord, invade our daily lives, Lord, not just our meetings, but our daily lives, Lord. Let heaven come down. Our salvation, it is free through the blood of Jesus, but experiencing his presence in heaven and the miracles and the signs and wonders, there's a price that we must pay. Even Jesus himself, when fulfilling the will of the Father, he was uh, sweating drops of blood and he wished that there was a different way. He was even trying to even say, is there a different way we could do this, God? But he said, instead, Lord, let your will be done your will be done, Lord, on earth as it is in heaven, Lord. We pray your will be done, Lord. That means we have to lay down our will, Lord. And we lay down our will and our opinions and the things that we think should happen. We lay them down for heaven to come. For heaven to come and your will to be fulfilled, Lord, in our hearts and on earth. In Moravian Falls, let heaven come down. We ask you, Father, in the name of Jesus, in Moravian Falls, let heaven come down. Let heaven invade this area, Lord. Let heaven invade this area, Lord. And as we sang about the song that you prophesied, Father, about a fire being in these hills, Lord, we believe you. We believe you, Father. We believe you, Father. Set this place ablaze, Lord, for your glory, for your glory. Set this place ablaze for your glory, our hearts ablaze, God, for your glory, that we would lay down all for you, that we would give up all, that we would gain heaven, heaven's presence on earth. share something and I want to go after something in the heavens today so you know I know you're the choir so you'll root me on some of you some of you will think I'm crazy <laughs> so no you won't I rebuke that you don't think that you're with me because we need one another but we need to hear and we need understanding this in these times one of the things God gave me when I first became a pastor it was he said build the ark I didn't know this place Look like, I mean, I didn't know much about this place. This is kind of, I mean, I know it's a natural thing. I know he's talking about something in the spirit. But he said that we would be as the sons of Issachar. We would know the times and know what we ought to do about the times. Because it's not enough to know the times. You get revelation, wow, that's great, wonderful, whoa. Well, that's no good unless you walk out, you apply the revelation, you walk it out. You know what I'm talking about. It'd be better not to hear than to hear and not be a doer. It's a serious thing in this hour to hear and not be a doer of the word. So I want you to turn to Revelation chapter 22, and I'm going to get there in just a, a moment. 
and I'm going to try to share what, what I feel like he's given me. But before I do that, I read about somebody. I told Shirley it's what I want to be like when I grow up. His, his, his name, listen to this guy. Now, this is a good guy. He was in the 14th century, Century. He's after the Dark Ages. He was a priest by the name of Severinola. Ever heard of Severinola? I hadn't heard of him. But he soaked him. Listen, these are the kind of guys we had in those days. We need them again. He soaked himself in the scriptures, got a prophetic word of judgment for their corrupted generation. He was a fasting, praying, 15th century John the Baptist. Severinola said his messages were like fire, light, and searing conviction. Listeners paled, trembled, their eyes glazed with terror. Tears gushed from their eyes, and they beat their breasts and cried to God for mercy. I don't really want to be like this guy, but it wouldn't be bad. We need him in the earth. He said, one, one scholar said that the mere sound of Savaranola's voice was a clap of doom. A cold shiver ran through the marrow of his bones. The hairs of his head stood on the end as he listened. Another tells how his sermons caused such terror and alarm, such sobbing and tears that people passed through the streets without speaking. They were like zombies. They didn't say zombie in that day. They were more dead than alive as he prophesied coming judgment on the church. Well, what happened? Judgment came. Savaranola became a civic leader. They loved him so much in his preaching. He kept preaching that uh, they, he was arrested, tortured, and hung. That's another, I don't want to be like that. But we need them. We've got to have men who fear nobody but God. And uh, they'll speak what God puts in their heart. Do you know the gospel really has a two-fold purpose? And I know many, many-fold. Everybody should be listening. I'm, we're, I'm just grabbing hold of this atmosphere. And I'm saying, God, this is an atmosphere of faith. And hearing the word of the Lord. Let those who have ears to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying. But the gospel is basically twofold. We should be comforting the afflicted. Right? You know, come unto me, are you that labor heavy laden, Jesus said. We also should be afflicting the comfortable. And the church in America has gotten away from that. You know, you, these guys in the old days, like Severinola, terror, clap, doom. Yeah, I'm going to show you the first doom and gloom preacher in just a little bit out of the scriptures. But we need today to be serious. It's a very serious time. Now look in Revelation chapter 22. Let's read beginning with verse 6. We'll come back and talk about it. Then he said to me, these words are faithful and true, and the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show his servants the things which must shortly take place. Behold, I'm coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. Now I, John, saw and heard these things, and when I heard and saw, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel who showed me these things. And he said to me, see that you do not do that. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren, the prophets, and of those who keep the words of the book. Worship God. And he said to me, do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. Say the time is at hand. He who is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. He who is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I'm coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone, say everyone, according to his work. 
I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. But outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters who ever loves and practices a lie. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I'm the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him who hears say, come. Let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. For I testify to you, everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. He who testifies to these things says, surely I'm coming quickly. Even so, amen, even so come, Lord Jesus, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Pray with me. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we don't want to be hearers only. We want to be doers. We ask for that anointing. Lord, you're the preacher. You're the pastor. You're the, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist. Lord, you, it's you. It's all about you. So, Lord, we ask you to give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. We pray that not one person will leave. Not one person that listens to this message will be the same. We will be different. We'll be closer to you. Lord, we thank you. You are raising up an army on the earth in this last day. And we thank you we somehow were born at this time in history by your choosing. We didn't choose you. You chose us. And so, Lord, we thank you. Now we choose to you. We choose to follow you in response to your love. And we bless you and we honor you. God, open the word to us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, before God judged Sodom and Gomorrah, he warned Lot Remember, he instructed him. He said, you tell your daughters-in-law, your sons, your sons-in-laws, if you have anybody else in the city, tell them to get out of that city. Because, in fact, it says this. These three men, remember the three angels, showed up. For they have been sent and would destroy this city because the outcry against it has grown great before the face of God. Now, this is in the New Testament, in the book of Revelation. Now, you remember what had happened. He told his sons, sons-in-laws. You remember their response? Anybody. They thought he was joking. They said, it's not that serious. You guys, you, what are you, a fear monger lot? It's not that serious, and they joked about it. Genesis chapter 19, verse 24 says, Then the Lord rained fire and brimstone. Do you know who the first fire and brimstone preacher was? God. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same. He changes not. The church watered it down. God didn't. He was the first one. And so then the Lord rained down fire and brimstone. He said, do you know? Or, or he said, on Sodom and Gomorrah from out of heaven. And the Lord himself, say the Lord himself, threw, overthrew those cities. Now, you remember the sons-in-laws, you know what happened to them? They were fried. Okay, they were caught up in the fire. Now, God told Lot, he said, okay, go to the mountains, escape. Lot said, wait, don't send me to the mountains because some evil might overtake me. You know, I could be destroyed. Send me to one of the cities around the mountains. So he goes to a place, anybody remember? 
called Zor. It means a small place, a little place, a refuge, a sanctuary. And he goes there, and he goes into this cave. Now, we won't talk about what happened in the cave. It wasn't that great. I mean, I don't know. It's just God's sovereign. But anyway, you can read about the cave experience. I don't understand all that stuff. Anyway, he had nothing to fear. He could have gone to the mountains. God had been leading and instructing Lot to save him. But God, Lot had to obey the Lord. And so we see in the midst of the judgment that God had a plan. Say God had a plan. He had a purpose. He had a people to save. Say the righteous shall inherit the earth. We've not been appointed to wrath, but the righteous will inherit the earth. But there's a lot of stuff about to break out. I'm so glad to be alive. Aren't you glad to be alive right now? And this is an incredible time. God chose you. He, he knew you could do it. You could handle it. But God has always preserved a people for his purposes. And he's preserving a people now for the greatest hour in history. Now, we're going to come back to Revelation. Keep it marked. But look over in Isaiah 6. I'm going to try to build a little foundation of some things we've touched on. Last week I touched on this. And, uh, but, but I want to... I want to show you the context of it. It's really important. Look in verse 1. Isaiah 6, verse 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. Think about that. Isaiah, uh, Uzziah, means the strength of Yahweh. So in the year that what they thought was their strength, their security, died. In the moment of death and destruction, Isaiah saw the Lord. Did some of you see that? And he saw the Lord. Are you ready to see him? Can you see him even in the midst of death and destruction? Especially if you're looking in the right direction. So he saw the Lord sitting on the throne, high and lifted up. His robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim, and they had six wings. And we're going to get to see all these things one day in living color. It's going to be really awesome. And one cried to one another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Again, in the year that King Uzziah died, in the year of death and destruction, he saw the glory of the Lord. Why? Because he had a revelation of the holiness of God. Holy. He looked at him who is holy. When you see him who is holy... The glory of God. You, you won't have to wonder if the glory of God has shown up. You know, I can, sh I can tell you the number one sign when the glory of God shows up is not it will glitter. You will bow. Look what happens. Woe is me. Verse 5. Woe is me, for I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips. And I, would, I dwell in the midst of an unclean people. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. And so the glory causes us to realize how sinful. The depravity of man. When you see the absolute holiness of God, you see the depravity of man. And it draws us back to the holiness of God. That's why he said, holy, holy, holy. Now i got to insert this. As God put it in my heart. He said, at this very moment, many people are preparing unknowingly for their own funeral. They don't know it, but they're preparing for a funeral, their own. That's the way God said it. I want to say it like he said it. 
He said, others are preparing for a great wedding feast. Now, that's just the opposite. A a funeral and a wedding. If you had your choice, which one would you choose to attend? I'm going after the wedding. There's a great wedding feast being planned. The marriage supper of the Lamb. And his bride is making herself ready. But at the other time, there's a funeral. I can show you that. And it's all in the scripture. But let's go on to verse 6. So then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he taken from the tongues from the altar, and he touched my mouth. I'm telling you, that's what we got to have in this hour. America doesn't need, need, thus saith David, thus saith Rick, thus saith you or me. It needs, thus saith God, the tongues from the altar. It's not our words that are going to do any, any, any amount of value. I mean, the eternity is what God said, thus saith the Lord. So I'm just reading, thus saith the Lord. I told you about this guy that was a mentor in my life, Milton Green. And all he would do is read the Bible. But he was like Severinola to me because the fear of God came all over me. I'd, I'd hear stuff I never heard before. And it's like fire would come out of his mouth and out of the pages of the Bible and explode in my heart. It was a really cool experience. It was over a couple years. Man, I tell you, you got to have that. In this hour, I tell you, you don't have the real thing in this hour. You, you, History. That's why he's going to separate. He said, then again, you shall discern between the righteous and the wicked and the one who serves God and the one who pretended to serve me. When the real fire comes, I'm telling you, you'll know those who were really sent and those who went, those who were called and those who just showed up. We're going to know it. It's going to be shocking to many people. I don't even know how I'm getting into all this. Lord, help me. I told somebody this morning, I feel a lot like little David. And I do. I'm little. He's big. He's big. And he's in me and I'm big. Somebody told me one time, James, they said, you can have the same Jesus Billy Graham has. And you know what I said? I want him. It's back in, I, Billy Graham's one of my heroes. I want the same one. I got him. You got him. Same, same Holy Spirit. Same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from Dead body from the grave lives in you, Robert. That's not all bad. That's pretty awesome. You think about it. This is pretty amazing. I better read. I've got to get through this. So anyway, here's what people are looking for. So he touched his mouth. Behold, verse 7, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin is purged. And I'm telling you, that's what the world is looking for right now. They want to know, can I be forgiven? We have the message, the gospel, the good news. And that is what's going to burn in this hour. We're going to preach the cross as the cross was first preached centuries ago. When the the message was birthed, we're going to preach it in this time. And it's going to burn with fire. But people need to know, can I be forgiven? Do you know I just went out on my wife? I just did all this stuff. I just, yes, you can be forgiven if you turn and repent. You can be forgiven from the most gross, unbelievable, horrible, the blood of Jesus. But then he says, and I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And he said, here am I, send me. Go. Now, a lot of people stop right there. They say, well, go and send me. Look what he had to do. Look, all right, let's go on. Read it. So go and tell this people. 
Keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of this people dull and their ears heavy and shut their eyes lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and return and be healed. Now that's a major thing. Can you believe that? Do you know a lot of people, you know right now there are some that will not hear. They cannot hear. They've been turned over to a reprobate mind. God has turned them over and they are believing the lies. It doesn't matter what you tell them, they're not going to believe it. Unless the Holy Spirit comes and breaks the heart. And I'm telling you, he's coming. There's a harvest coming from the political left in this nation. I saw it and I'm not backing down from it. I know many of them are resistant and they've stuck their fist in the face of God and they're trumpeting every evil cause. But I'm telling you, God's going to get their attention because he loves them. And it's God's will that none should perish, but that all would come to repentance. They're going to have one moment. And we got to be ready. we got to be ready to give that reason for the hope that is in us. Because the shaking's not coming. It's already come. And it's going to increase. It's just going to increase. But go and tell them. Now, here, here's what Isaiah said. Lord, so I'm going to go tell these people. You, you can't hear. You can't see. How long do I keep this kind of message up? How come I can't give them 10 points on how to be uh, feeling good about yourself and prosperity and how to raise a million dollars by the blinking of the eye? How come I can't do that? Why do I got to do all this stuff? How long? What does it say? Well, you, you, can I read it? Then he said, Lord, how long? You keep preaching this until the cities are laid waste. And without inhabitant, the houses are without a man. The, la the land is utterly desolate. And the Lord has removed men from far away. And the forsaken places are many in the midst of the land. But yet a tenth will be in it and will return and be for a consuming. As a terebinth tree, as for an oak, whose stump remains when it is cut down. So the holy seed shall be its stump. Now what in the world is he saying? He's saying there's a lot of folks getting ready for their funeral, but I'm saving a people for a wedding, a remnant, a people that are going to do the will of God on the earth. He's gathering the wheat. He's gathering the tares to be burned first. Then he gathers the wheat into the barn. But he's getting ready for a great shout, a great roar one more time of this gospel in America. God is on the throne, and we're going to see all this. Say, I know he's in, 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 a, in control. I hope you do. Now, you got to remember this. While the world, this is what God gave him. Here's the title. I'm going to write an article, preach a message. Maybe this is it. I don't know. But it's, is the world coming apart? No. When the world is coming apart, my kingdom is coming together. If you don't, if you don't get that in your spirit, you're going to go bizarre berserk men's hearts will fail them from fear of the things coming on the earth so while the things of this world are being shaken governments every institution that man created every man-centered doctrine philosophy idea opinion is going to be shaken everything except what the kingdom of god the kingdom of god is on the what increase the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. We are receiving, receiving a kingdom which 
cannot be shaken. So while everything is coming apart, the kingdom is coming together. It has to come apart for it to come together. It's just, it's natural. What Jeremiah said, I break down but build up. All this, I mean, it's all in the scripture and I don't know how we missed it. Now look in uh, Psalm 11, just to remind us of something. Does anybody want to slip out real quick while you have a chance? I mean, we'll, we'll pretend we're not looking. You can just go the other way, be all right. But, but you need to see the whole story. It's really a good story. The gospel is good news. You just got to know, America needs to know the wages of sin is death, period. But thank God the period's not there. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. It's the only life. It's the only hope. He's the only hope. Say, Jesus is the only hope. I'm going to show you something in a minute. I'm going to take a little odds with the Pope. You may have not seen this, but just get ready for that. Don't have it quite so loud, but have it full. And I'll explain that in a little bit. But Psalm 11. In the Lord I put my trust. Do you know not everybody that says that does that? You will know those who put their trust in him. You're going to know it. In the Lord I put my trust. How can one say to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountain? Man, let me go. Now, Lot wanted to go to Zor, the city. He didn't want to. He was afraid of the mountain. Well, there are many people right now, man, I'm going to the mountains. I can see what's coming. That ain't, you, you, ain't going to save you running. You don't run away. You don't run away. You run into. You run into the will of God. If God leads you to the mountains, run to the mountains. If he leads you to the valley, run to the valley. If he tells you to go to the city, go to the city. The safest place in this hour is in the center of God's will. Every other place it ain't, it ain't, I'm just telling you, they're not going to be safe. That's why he said, you'll know those that do my will from those who don't. It's really about doing the Father's will. So, for look, now verse 2, here's what's happening. This is like the front page, USA Today. This is it. For look, the wicked are bending their bow. They make ready their arrow on their strings. We saw some of those arrows this week. ISIS has all these weapons they're developing. They have scientists ISIS has scientists, well-funded, and if we knew who was funding them, it would make us sick. Oh, God, come and purify this land. But anyway, for look, they're bending their bow. They make ready their arrow on the string that they may shoot. Is that what it says? Secretly, that means in the darkness, at the who? The upright in heart. Wouldn't it be just like the devil if he knows that somebody's about to shoot at you to disarm you? You didn't get it, did you? <laughs> I'm telling you, it's all, this is like amazing time. You see this stuff unfolding. It's like, whoa, God, this, could this really be? It is. It really is. God's word is really going to be true. Every word he says. Now look, what do you do? Panic? Oh, if, in verse 3, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? They're about to shoot at me. Well, you can arm all you want. That won't help you either. It might give you a little time. might help you defend your family. But I'm telling you, look in verse 4. The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. 
In other words, those safety is found in putting their trust in God, being in the center of God's will, running to him. He's our refuge. Say, he's my refuge. Has anybody checked out yet? Don't check out. I'm not through. Don't stop. I got to get through. I ain't even got to Revelation 22 yet. Okay, so what else is happening? Here's what's happening. His eyes behold. His eyelids test the sons of men. The Lord tests the righteous. Did you know everything that God's created? He tests. He tests. We're in a testing time. We want to be delivered out of and from the test. You will not have a testimony until you've had a big test. Testimonies come out of the test. Sometimes we feel like we fail. We know tests are opportunities for God to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Man, this, this whole book is starting to fit together. This is a scary time. You know, I'm telling you, it's like Genesis is fitting together with Revelation, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Judges, fitting together with Peter. You're kidding me. How's this happening? Reve oh, I'm just telling you how I'm feeling inside, guys. But the Lord tests the righteous, but the wicked and the one who loves violence, his soul hates. Upon the wicked, he will rain coals, fire and brimstone. There's another example. The psalmist, David, was a fire and brimstone preacher. He wouldn't have been welcome today. Fire and brimstone and a burning wind shall be the portion of their cup. For the Lord is righteous, and he loves righteousness. His countenance beholds the upright. So there's two group of people. You see it? The righteous and the wicked. All right? So we read a scripture last week. I can't remember, but how the Lord will allow evil so the, right, the wicked will be, become known so that they can be cut down. It's the righteous that will inherit the earth. Oh, boy. In other words, the same time people are getting ready for a funeral, there's another group getting ready for a wedding. The bride is making herself ready. That's a big part of our task. Get the bride ready. The bride is ready when she's walking in truth and she loves the truth and she's holy. We're not, she's not coming for a bride in bed with the world. He's coming for a bride without spot and blemish. He wants a bride that's holy. Pure of heart. All right, now back to Revelation 22. You said, boy, it's about time we got back there. Say it's about time. <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't even have to. All you got to do is read the Bible, guys. Just read the book. God, speak to me. Read it. Soak yourselves in the scriptures. Then you'll be like, he'll give you an assignment like several Enola. That'd be cool. You want one of those assignments? He had a mantle. God's going to give some of those mantles to people today. Now, Revelation 22, we've discussed, and you're aware that the revelation is what? The apocalypse, it is the uncovering, the unveiling of the Lord Jesus. It's about Jesus. The book is foremost about the one who was and is and is to come. We need all three. Yes, he is, he was, he died on the cross, but he is right now. He's not, I was, I, I'm a, I am. We need all three, and then he's the one who is to come. Now, there's the historical aspect of Revelation, 
But also, the book of Revelation is a training manual for the believers who are alive on the earth at the end of the age. That's what it is. It's a training manual. I feel like I've been being trained all my life for this moment. Anybody else feel like that? You're called. You ought to have an expectancy about to explode in you. You've been trained, equipped, mobilized, and we are armed and dangerous. I'm telling you, more than we know. Now, I know some of you are thinking this. You're thinking, this guy really believes we're living at the end of the age. Guess what? You're right. You're right. I believe that. I have always believed that. And it's all in the scripture. They believed it. It's just we got more to stand on because we're seeing all these things being fulfilled in our time. Do you know that Islam believes they can hasten the return of their Mahdi? Do you know that? They believe they can speed up the day when he will return. How do they do? How, how, how do they make a way for their Savior, their Messiah, the Mahdi? How, do, how does it happen? Chaos. Create as much chaos. Deception. Islam is a master of deception. You deceive the people. Get in positions where you can destroy them. You promote ungodly doctrines and heresies. And the people go right along off the cliff. It's an amazing time in which we're living. But chaos in Syria, chaos in Egypt, chaos in Libya, chaos in Germany, chaos in France. And get ready, chaos in America. That's Islamic doctrine. You come in and you create chaos so that you can speed up the return of their Mahdi. Now, how do we speed up or can we? Can we hasten the day of the Lord? Absolutely, the scripture tells us. Hasten, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 11. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of the Lord, of the day of God? So here's how we hasten the day of the Lord. The devil knows his time is short. He has his disciples in place. They're creating chaos. The thief is doing what he's always done, steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus came to give life and more abundantly. So we get in our position. We're givers of life, givers of hope, givers of purpose, resurrection, power, salvation. And it's God's will that none should perish. You know, there are mockers. There are going to be mockers. I guarantee if this goes out over the Internet, people, they'll mock and say, Where's the promise of, his, of the Lord's coming? These guys are always saying he's coming. Everything is just like it always has been. Remember that scripture? And they don't know that a day with the Lord is as a thousand. Remember that? And it's God's will that none should perish but, have, but all come to repentance. What's he waiting for? He's waiting for a harvest. He's waiting for the church to arise and be about doing the will of God. Matthew chapter 7, not those who say, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Has nothing to do with your saying, Lord, Lord. It had those who have done the will of the Father. And they said, Lord, too, but they did the will of their Father. They did God's will. Does that all make sense? Now, now I know another reason I believe we're living at the end of the age. I got to show you this video. Somebody sent me of the Pope. Now, you, you probably, you're not going to be able to understand him because he doesn't speak our language. 
He really doesn't speak our language. He doesn't speak your language. You and many Catholic churches, you better be listening. But anyway, you won't be able to see it, but what it says, it talks about how he wants to bring all the religions of the world together. Allah. They're all seekers of God, but they're all looking for the same. So I'll explain it again, but see if you can read the fine print underneath it and uh, see if it makes sense. This is an official Catholic Church video, the Pope video. Came out Tuesday. Anything else, Shirley? Go ahead. Go ahead. La mayor parte de los habitantes del planeta se declaran creyentes. Esto debería provocar un diálogo entre las religiones. No debemos dejar de orar por él y colaborar con quienes piensan distinto. Confío en Buda. Creo en Dios. Creo en Jesucristo. Creo en Dios. Allah. Muchos piensan distinto, sienten distinto. Buscan a Dios o encuentran a Dios de diversa manera. En esta multitud, en este abanico de religiones, hay una sola certeza que tenemos para todos. Todos somos hijos de Dios. Creo en el amor. Creo en el amor. Creo en el amor. Creo en el amor. Confío en vos para difundir mi petición de este mes. Que el diálogo sincero entre hombres y mujeres de diversas religiones conlleve frutos de paz y justicia. Confío en tu oración. official Pope video. I want you to know, listen, there's not two ways, three ways, four ways. Buddha is not God. Allah is not God. Maybe there are seekers in every religion. There's only one way. His name is Jesus. No man comes to the Father but through him. We cannot compromise. We will not compromise. There's only one way. He said, I'm the way. I'm the truth. And I'm the life. And we better shout it while we have the opportunity. Because it's going to be costly to resist. Revelation chapter 13. You say, how does all this fit? Revelation 13 says there will be one world religion. A one world economy and a one-world government. How many of you know it says that? It's happening. Folks, this is not going to happen. This is happening. Wake up. Wake up, America. Wake up, Catholic saints. There are saints in the Catholic Church. Wake up, Presbyterians. Wake up, Methodists. Wake up, the Baptists. Wake up. It's an awakened people that God will use in this hour. Now, Revelation 22, how are we to live? If it's a training manual. Let's look at this. We're going to go through quickly. There are about 10 points. I'm just going to point them out. And we'll move on. That's chilling, isn't it? It looks so good, so loving, so kind. 
How do you think the Antichrist is going to come with some, you know, horns on his head with blue eyes and black eyes and, you know, say, I'm the Antichrist. He's not going to do all that stuff. The false prophet and the beast. Oh, man, I don't know. I I could be wrong, but I believe they're, they're on the earth. And it doesn't matter. I'm looking for the one who is in me and who's coming to reign and rule. Do you understand? We are of a different kingdom. You've got to have that in your heart. Everything is going to be shaken that can be shaken. It's supposed to be, except we are receiving a kingdom that will never end. Say it, never end. And we're preparing. The Lord's preparing the people. So anyway, look in verse 6. Then the Lord said to me, these are faithful and true, these words. And the Lord God of the holy prophets. The word holy prophets is the spirit of the prophets. God has always raised up a prophetic people with a voice. Their ultimate purpose is to prepare a people ready for the Lord. And to prepare a way for the Lord. Say a people and a way. That is the number one prophetic calling. There are many other aspects of the prophetic ministry, but it's to prepare a people to prepare a way for the Lord. Now, there are 10 areas that the church is to focus on in this season before his coming. Verse 6, he says, uh, his angel was sent to show his servants the things which must shortly take place. First of all, the Lord will send his messengers. The angels there is also the word messenger. And he shows his messengers the things that are shortly coming to pass so they can shout it to his people so his people will be ready. Now, why would God want us to know things that are quickly to come to pass? So we'll be ready. So we won't stumble. We've gone over this. Remember, Jesus said, I've told you these things so when they come to pass, you will not be made to stumble. What does the word stumble mean? Here's your test. Offended. Remember, at the end of the age, many will be offended and will betray one another. They were offended. They weren't told the truth. They were told half of the message. And they didn't know that God was the same God that destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah with fire and brimstone. They weren't told that. They told he got soft, that you can do whatever you want, live ever as you please, and the grace will cover you. Paul said in Romans, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? May it never be. Folks, if you're playing with sin, you're playing with fire that's about to devour you. You can overcome. You don't have to live in sin. Jesus not only died to forgive us, he died to set us free from sin. And those who know the Lord are free. He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. The grace of God is the power of God to live what we've been called to live. Run to him. Get a vision of his holiness and you'll be flooded with holiness. We, we should be saying, oh God, how undone I am, how unworthy I am. And then run to him, run to him. He have a way of changing us. He cleans us up. Another reason he wants us to know is so we'll be prepared to overcome. The whole book of Revelation is about the overcomers, the victorious, not the defeated. And then the finishing work mentality. We got to be about our father's business. We got to work while it is day. Night is coming. How many of you know that? It's been encroaching slowly. It's about to accelerate. Night is coming when no man will work. And that's why we talked about last week in Zechariah. They said the angel came to Zechariah and awakened him as a man awakened out of sleep. 
That's what's happening right now. That's what a great awakening is for, to awaken people out of sleep, to be about what they've been called to do. Notice in verse 7, you got to get this. Behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. We tell people what's coming. The Lord shows us these things. There's purpose in telling them. But we must tell them in the, with the foundation that he is the one that's ultimately coming. Jesus said, I am coming. We don't want to lose sight. He's the one that's coming. And then he said, the word uh, keep is blessed are those who observe, lay to heart, to keep the truths found in this prophecy. All right, verse 8 and verse 9. Now I, John, saw and heard these things, and when I heard and saw, I saw and heard, I heard and saw. What does that mean? Why did he change it? Because when you see something, if, for example, when you have a dream and you see what God is doing, you're actually hearing also what God is doing. Does that make sense? You're hearing his voice. Vision is also equivalent to the voice of God. When you hear God, he gives you vision. They run hand in hand. So if all of a sudden you see, a, you have a dream and you see, um, I don't know, something. You know what I mean? Just say something. Well, ask the Lord. He may be speaking to you in that something. It may be instruction for something you're to be doing. Yeah, I don't know. I just, just see and heard and heard and saw. Anybody see it? Oh, boy. And then he said, um, you know, worship. don't worship angels, basically, because they started worshiping. Look, did I read that part? It says, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel who showed me these things. Don't worship angels. We, we read a scripture last week, Psalm 16. It's a word for the year. It says, oh, my soul, you've said to the Lord, my goodness is nothing apart from you. As for the saints who are on the earth, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. Remember that verse? The elite, <laughs> there are no more elite in the church in America. Forget there's no elite. It's the saints that are the elite. The saints are the elect of God in whom is all his delight. I saw something yesterday. They were putting a couple men of God down because they had to have their own private jet. And, you know, I know they're just criticizing them and all that stuff. And so I'm not worried about that. But at the same time, listen, if you don't get a private jet, it's not going to slow you down from doing the will of God. You can have the same anointing. The anointing will enable us to do the will of God. Whether you have a jet or whether you have a broken down old 1942 pickup. Did they even make pickups in 42? I don't know. But listen, it's the anointing that you need. Oh, man. This is serious stuff. If you don't want to hear serious stuff, don't come around here. I'm telling you, I'm serious in this time in my life. I mean, this is like I'm seeing stuff all my life. I'm seeing the word come alive. I, I'm just, I'm... I ain't going to sleep again. And I'm not going to bow to religion, nor religious men. There's no elite. There's one elite. His name is Jesus. Jesus. He's the star. I tell you, this stuff in American Christianity. <clears throat> okay, I better get done. Number three, verse 10. And he said to me, do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. I'm, let me just skip a little bit. You know what he's talking about right there? 
When I start showing you this stuff, you better not remain silent. You better not keep it in the secret. You better shout it on the housetop because the time is near. That's what he's basically saying. When these books are open and when there's revelation, he's not giving you revelation to make you tingle, make you feel good, make you point to some shiny substance. He's giving you revelation to trumpet the word of God. It's the word of God that the nation needs, not some tingling symbol. It's God's almighty word, and he is the word. And I'm gonna shout that too. When I hear people put faith in these things that float out of heaven, I don't need anything to float out of heaven. I got the God of heaven living in me. You got him living in you. And there's gonna be false signs and wonders and many people will be drawn to everything but Jesus. I don't want anything but Jesus. I'm telling you, you get in the glory, you're not gonna be, you, first thing you're gonna do is get on your face. This is not about what westernized, Americanized, Christianity, charismatic garbage is. It's, it's about God's word. Oh, and it's all about to come down, and I'm about to get in a heap of trouble, aren't I? <laughs> all right, let's go for it then. But he said, don't hold it back. I got to share this real quick. In the amplified version of that verse, uh, verse 10, it says, and he further told me, do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book and make no secret of them for the time when these things are brought to a crisis and the period of their fulfillment is near. Now, verse 18 and verse 19, look at this, listen to this in the Amplified. He's giving John a warning, he's giving us a warning. I personally solemnly warn everyone who listens to the statements of this book this prophecy, the predictions, the consolations, the admonitions pertaining to them in this book, if anyone shall add anything to them, God will add and lay upon him every plague, the affliction and the calamities that are recorded and described in this book. And if anyone cancels or takes away from the statements of this book, of this prophecy, you know what he basically said I'm gonna do? I'm gonna cancel your name in the Lamb's book of life and you'll have no part of it. Now, does that sound like the God that you hear preach today? He is no wimp. He is not an American charismatic. He's almighty God. And he's going to trumpet in this hour. There's going to be a real church. There's going to be a false church. I'm not joining that guy's church. If I was in his church and I heard something like that, you better come out of Babylon. I'm telling you, you better get out of it. If I got up here and said, Buddha is God and Allah, we're all seeking the same, you better run out of here as fast as you can. Yeah. And you would, and I would, I'd be right behind you. <laughs> get me out of here. What is this? What's going on? And you also got to remember, folks will fall. That's why our hope is not in men. Take heed lest you fall. So the greatest. Did you know it says many of those of understanding shall fall? What does that look like? That's what Daniel says. Many of understanding shall fall. So that they can be refined. Made white. Well, we preach that later. I got to get going. Number four. Verse 11. He who is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. He who is holy, let him be holy. What does that mean? 
It means you're going to see the line of demarcation. The evil is going to be set on evil, and they're going to draw the line in the sand. They're going to double down. If you resist their policy, they'll go behind the back. They got a pen, and they got a notebook. They're going to do the evil that's in their heart regardless. Well, guess what's going to happen on the flip side? The church, the righteous, the righteous. I'm going to be righteous. I don't care. You can kill me for it. You can crucify. I'm going to be righteous. Let he that's holy be holy. There's a determination to live for the king because their life is not their own. Psalm 16, 8. Remember, Psalm 16 is a word for this year. I've set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. And that's going to be the heart cry of the saint in this hour. Number five, verse 12. And behold, I'm coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. we got to proclaim and prepare people for the judgments. They say, well, I'm not a part of that. Now, we're not a part of the great white throne judgment, but you will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Everyone under the sound of my voice, I will stand, will give an account, a stewardship. And I understand that there are rewards for those judgments. See, that's where the rewards are going to be released. Now, I was going to share this, but I'm going to, since we're almost out of time, I'm going to let it go. But you, I'll do it later. But read Jeremiah chapter 36 and 37, and it, it just lists exactly why God would tell us certain calamities are coming on the earth. God has an agenda. Say, God has an agenda. You know, and you can even read the whole chapter. They accused him of being a fear monger. In that chapter, it's an amazing. How does this stuff come alive? This is, a, this is an amazing time in which we're living. And you know what they did with Jeremiah? They tossed him in prison. Guess what God did? He brought about the judgment, and Jerusalem fell, and Jeremiah got out of prison. I'm telling you, it's an amazing time in which we're living. You can read that. Sometime we'll talk about it, maybe. All right, number six, verse 13. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. That's some, that, can, that verse can be summed up in one word. Anybody know the one word? Jesus. Jesus. Remember, it says all things, you know, will be summed up in him. In Jesus. He is the revelation that's going to be made known, the one who is and was, the alpha, the omega, the beginning, the end. It's Jesus. It's all about him. Not about anybody or anybody. It's about Jesus. And Jesus will promote himself through lots of bodies, through especially his body, his body. Okay, that's verse number seven, verse 14 and 15. You're still with me. Blessed are those who do his commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter the gates of the city. But outside are dogs and sorcerers and the sexually immoral. Are we seeing this happen today? And the murderers. What is abortion? But it's, it is murder. It is murder. And the idolaters. You got to go there. Listen, what is idolatry? Anything we put before him. And whoever loves and practices a lie. Why in the world did the Holy Spirit, why did Jesus put that in there? 
Because at the end of the age, people are going to love their lies more than they love the truth. And those that have a love for the truth are the only ones that are going to be saved. And that's why you will talk to some people and they will not believe you. You could talk to them and they love their lie and God has given them up. But we don't give up. Because it's God's will that none should perish. We have to keep that. Listen, the thing that should motivate us is John 3, 16. We're not the ones saying, okay, it's time for fire to fall. As long as we're on the earth, let God bring the fire. But as long as we're on the earth, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. As long as we're here, that's the message that we're to proclaim. Even when they're torturing us, it's happened all through history. For God so loved the world, my friend. You can take my head. But I'm just, it's just a quick, I'm getting ready to go see Jesus. But I want you to know I forgive you and I love you. You say it's not going to happen. It's going to happen. Book of Revelation talks about it. He's not coming back until as many has been appointed to be beheaded are beheaded. <laughs> Basically. Oh, boy. Keep speaking, Lord. Please keep helping us. So, in other words, 14 and 15 is those who do the will of, the God, of God. All right, number eight, verse 16. Say, we're almost there. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David. It's a reminder that Jesus has sent his messengers to deliver his message. Jesus is the message. And then uh, verse 17. And the spirit and the bride say, Come, let him who hears say, come, and let everyone who thirsts come. What's this talking about? Sounds like an end-time awesome harvest. It sounds like the Spirit is yelling, come, and the bride on the earth is all of a sudden saying, come. And when we agree with heaven, come, guess what's coming? Heaven is coming into the hearts of people because He's going to say, come to the water of life freely. It's an end time harvest. we got to give ourselves to it. This is it. There's coming a day when no man will work. And I can tell you right now, heaven is shouting, come. And the bride, we got to just believe it. When you're sharing your faith, don't worry about what you feel like, your fear. Just believe. Just before you say, you get that little card. And how many of you will do it in the next week? Share your faith. You're going to walk up to somebody, just say, Jesus, before I talk to them, I know it's your will they be saved. And I don't know what's going to happen, but I know it's your will, so I've got confidence they're going to be saved. Your word saves people. And then just share them. Listen, folks, you got, we got to cast the net now. Now. And if we're here this time next year, we'll cast it. I'll say now then. Because we live in the now. But we got to do it. And I tell you, James Durham's vision was incredible. And then the last thing in verse 20 and verse 21. He who testifies of these things says, surely I am coming quickly. Amen. Even, it's men that puts the delays. I'm coming quickly. Even so, come. Hey, just say come. Come, Lord Jesus. Shout it out. It's going to be one of the last, last shouts. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. And it's going to increase in the earth. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. In other words, 
His grace. You're going to know. We said this last week. I'm going to say it again. The last generation of saints are going to know without a shadow of a doubt how the grace of God is sufficient. It is enough. You can do it. You can make it. You have been made for a moment like this because of the grace of God. Amen. Now we got to pray. And then I want Chris, I think he's bubbling with something. I'm going to let him in with that word. But we got to pray. This is serious business. Somebody told me recently, said, man, you're, you're uptight. I'm not uptight. I'm not uptight. I'm just serious. God put it in me. You prayed for me. You guys prayed. I'm telling you, it's a serious time. If you're playing jokes with Jesus, you better. Man, don't play jokes. He's not a joking God. Amen. But he sure loves you. And he sure loves me. And he sure loves people watching by web stream. I hope this word goes somewhere beyond what we can do. You know what I mean? Send it, Lord, somewhere. God, awaken the church. A sleeping church. You roll over and push the snooze button in this hour. It may be your last time to roll over. You may not get a chance. There comes a time when the Holy Spirit is not going to strive with man. So anyway, God so loved the world, remember? Amen. If you're, you're in this room, you've never put your trust in Jesus. You want to be saved. Right now, the Holy Spirit is bringing conviction. Are you watching by web stream? You say, I want to know that I know that I'm going to heaven. I want to be in this army. How many of you want to be in the army? I want to be in this army, the army of God. Just right now, just say, dear God, let's all pray out loud. Maybe there's somebody in this room that means it. They need it right now. The Holy Spirit is convicting them. They don't want to go out and be the same. What use was that? Why would they have come here? They could have gone and watched a football game. Listen, we want them changed. So just say, dear God, I believe in Jesus, that he is the son of God, that he died on the cross, and that he rose from the dead. I am a sinner. I need you. I need to be saved. I want to go to heaven. I want my sins forgiven. I turn to you and away from sin. And I receive you, Jesus, into my heart as my Lord and Savior. From this moment on, I will follow you for the rest of my life. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Fill me with the fire of God, the power of heaven, that I can live for you and do your will. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I'm not going back. I'm a new creature. All things have passed away. All things have become new. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Now, how many of you want an anointing for the last day saint? If you do, stand. Let me pray. I just believe, why would you preach this if you don't expect God to do something? He's a giving God. Are you ready? Last week we prayed over everybody. This is a little different. That was for protection, fresh oil. This is for the end time church to be anointed to be a part of the army, 
So when you share that little card, who cares if you have to read it? It's not about your words anyway. It's about his word. It's about the word convicting. Okay, everybody okay? It's the Holy Spirit drawing. Say, I can't save anybody. I, Jesus can. And he can. Same thing when you pray for the sick. It's the power of God. Just lay your hands. Jesus needs somebody to give them, use their hand. How many of you will say, Jesus, you can use my hands? You can use my hands. I will let you use my hands. I'll lay hands on the sick. I'll let you use my mouth. How many of you say that? I'll preach. I'll sing. I'll prophesy. I'll declare the word of the Lord. Just like Sarah, what's his name? Sarah Renola. I can't remember now. <laughs> and they'll tremble. Um, we want people to fall under conviction. We don't care what it looks like. So, Lord, right now, okay, just receive. Get in a receiving mode. This is serious stuff. Jesus is sending messages to the church, messengers. He said, don't you take it lightly. Don't you dare withhold the secrets in this book. So, Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, we take it serious. Lord, we ask you for an anointing to come upon each one of us to be a part of this in time, radical, believing, trusting, loving, giving, sacrificing, going, doing, being army of the living God. Okay? All of that is part of it. In the name of Jesus, just say, Lord, I receive the anointing to be a last day radical believer in Jesus Christ. I ain't going back. Now, if there's anybody has got sin in their life, repent real quickly. I'm telling you, just get rid of it. God, forgive me, forgive me, cleanse me, forgive me. I turn from that sin and I receive grace so I can run now with you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. If, I, if you've judged someone, one thing, did I tell you what James saw? Is how believers were talking about one another rather than talking to others about him. What do you think? You think he's just going to come along and give us a little pat? Man, if I, if I was him, I'd give, I'd give me a big whooping. Man, quit talking about one another. Talk to others about me. You don't know what's wrong with one another anyway. What do you judge? You judge, I'm going to judge you. Does that make sense? <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun. It's almost over. That's why we only meet once a week around here, but it's going to change. I'm just going to, I'm going to need a lot of preachers. Chris, it's going to be your time. Robert, your time. You guys, man. James, you ready to preach? I know we got one. Hickory, we can SOS into Hickory. No, Hickory will be in it too. They can say, come help us over in Hickory. We got some young guys, man. They're getting raised up. You got them too. Yes. Heath loves young people. He's got an army. He's raising up. So, Lord, just do it right now. All the anointing we can get. God, give us eyes to see. Lord, you're no respecter of persons. Lord, we ask you, make us those end-time messengers like John. Thank you, God. We want to see. We want revelation, but we want to walk it out, and I thank you. Now, Lord, if there's any disease... Right now, the fire of God, burn it up. Burn it up. Cancer, be gone in Jesus' name. You are an intruder. 
We break off cancerous cells. We bind up sugar diabetes. We bind up glaucoma. Why not? That just word came to me. Who said you have to have glaucoma? In the name of Jesus, we break that spirit, spirit of blindness. Come off. You have no place under the atmosphere of heaven in the name of Jesus.